Dick Van Dyke used to do a really good impression of Fred Astaire on the Dick Van Dyke show. The whole yeah. the whole beginning of that Dick Van Dyke show was just like when he would trip over the Ottoman. Yeah. Sometimes he wouldn't. Sometimes he would make it. No. And sometimes he would trip. He didn't always trip. No. Sometimes he made it over gracefully. But that was all kind of based on Fred Astaire. And then there was the one episode where he actually says, you know, what do you want me to waltz into the house like Fred Astaire? <laughs> all right. No cold open. No cold open. No cold open? Okay. Today's episode, Fred Astaire and Richard Merkin. Get your covers out. PDFs, PNGs, JPEGs, whatever you got. Mouse pads. Yeah, mouse pads that have it screen printed right onto them. Um, if your if if your friend has it tattooed onto their back, get their shirt off so you can see it. <laughs> what a tattoo that'd be! Fred Astaire was a famous American actor, singer, and dancer who lived from nineteen minus one. From 1899 to 1987, he is wildly considered to be one of the greatest dancers in film history and is known for his elegant and sophisticated dance style. Astaire appeared in a number of musical films throughout his career, many of which featured his singing and dancing talents. Astaire, uh, in contrast to Mae West, was reportedly thrilled to be asked to appear on the Sgt. Pepper album cover. Uh, The band members... Of the Beatles were known to be fans of Astaire's work and his dance style, which they found to be both elegant and sophisticated. I'm repeating myself. Astaire's inclusion on the cover adds to the album's overall aesthetic, which is known for its eclectic collection of figures from various fields. Mae West wasn't happy to be on the cover? Oh, not at first. She was like, I would never want to be part of a like a Lonely Hearts <sighs> club. And oh, then they right. were like, no, we love you. Oh, you know what? I think and we're going to find out why there might have been some of that discomfort later. Because I did not realize that was the case. Richard Merkin was an American painter, illustrator, cartoonist, and muralist who lived from 1938 to 2009. He was known for his colorful and often humorous paintings, which often depicted everyday life. He also worked as an illustrator for a number of magazines, including Time, The New Yorker, and Harper's, and was known for his ability to capture the spirit of the times in his work. Are there any paintings of his that I would know about? or that there's There's got to be some classics. Everyone's got classics. You'd think so. Um, I just did a search for him and his works and then images. Like you think you think the number one would come up. Maybe this one called Lipstick. Mm. It's got a little bit of a Monty Python kind of vibe. Yeah, it's got a Monty Python yellow submarine. Oh yeah. Alright. So I can see why the Beatles would like that guy. It does we're looking at a picture of uh, a cowboy and a dude that looks like a cross between Adolf Hitler and Larry from the Three Stooges. 
and it's using a lot of reds and greens. Yes, and one guy has a goatee that is a red triangle. What does it mean? Uh, it's called the cigarette that bears a lipstick trace. I think it's uh, circa nineteen eighty. That's from nineteen eighty. Yeah. So this is so this was after Sergeant Pepper. If, if that bitch didn't know that out there in listening land. So Fred Astaire was pumped to be on the album cover, but Mae West was not pumped about it. But if you do a little, if you do a little digging, you end up finding, and this is only true in the universe that we've created here, <laughs> but prior to meeting on the cover of Sgt. Pepper, Mae West, Fred Astaire, and W.C. Fields all worked together. They sure did. On a little film called Swingin' in the City. Swingin' with an apostrophe. No G. Swingin'. I love the swingin' in. Swingin' in. What do we got? We've got an opening shot of New York City in the 20s. Opening shot of New York City. The 1920s. The camera pans to a fancy ballroom where we see Fred Astaire, a suave and sophisticated dance instructor, teaching a group of wealthy socialites how to dance the Charleston. Cut to the entrance of the club where we see Mae West, a sassy and independent woman entering the club. She is looking for a dance partner and spots Fred Astaire. Now that's a man who can dance. Fred notices Mae and is immediately smitten. To himself, who is that woman? She's got style and grace. May approaches Fred and asks him to dance. Excuse me, but would you like to dance? Smiling. I would love to. They dance together and have an instant chemistry. As the night goes on, Fred and May get to know each other and see their relationship develop. They bond over their love of dance and their shared desire to live life to the fullest. So, all right. So they're re- they're developing a relationship. <laughs> this uh, this one night at the club. All right. Just just after one one dance. All right. Meanwhile, we see W. C. Fields, a grumpy and alcoholic comedian, performing at the club. He is not having a good night and is visibly drunk. This crowd is terrible. I need a drink. During one of his breaks, W. C. Fields spots Fred and May dancing and becomes jealous. Who does that guy think he is? Stealing my spotlight. W.C. Fields decides to sabotage Fred and May's relationship and devises a plan to break them up. He starts spreading rumors about Fred and makes May doubt his intentions. I heard you're not who you say you are. Is it true? No, it's not true. I'm sorry you had to hear that. I believe you. But I need some time to think. Fred is heartbroken and decides to leave New York and go back to his hometown. What? Why is this? <laughs> they just met. What? By the time she finishes thinking, the club's going to be closed. And he's leaving town? Okay. All right. You know what? I'm suspending my disbelief. There you go. I'm suspending my disbelief. W.C. Fields 
is pleased with himself, but soon realizes that he has made a mistake. He realizes that he has feelings for May and decides to go after her and win her back for Fred. I have to fix this. I can't let those two young lovers be apart. W.C. Fields goes to Fred's hometown and finds him working as a dance instructor at a local ballroom. I need to apologize. I was jealous and I made a mistake. May still loves you and I want to help you win her back. Really? You would do that for me? Yes, I would. I care about May and I want to see her happy. Fred and W.C. Fields come up with a plan to win May back. They decide to put on a surprise dance performance at the club where they first met. The night of the performance arrives and May is in attendance. Fred and W.C. Fields come out on stage and start dancing together. They perform an impressive and comical routine, showcasing their dance and comedic talents. May is touched by their performance and realizes that she still loves Fred. They only met one time, and they had a whole relationship? It was a brief affair. No, it says that they had a relationship. It says they had a relationship, relationship. and she had to start. It says Fields decides to sabotage Fred and May's relationship and devises a plan to break them up, and he spread rumors. And then she needed time to think, and he left for New York City. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like there's a reason that May, I think May had every right to be suspicious I think Fred Astaire is a lunatic, and I think that May West, she should be the one leaving. She should be the one leaving town, because nobody falls that hard in one evening <laughs> that they have to pack up and leave the next day. I'm sorry. Like, W.C. Fields like was questioning idea. his instincts. They were right the first time he... He's spreading rumors, like he's just telling people in that in the ballroom. Yeah, he's just telling people next to him. He just had a great comedy set, and now he's just instead of hanging out, he's like just looking at the ball register. Yeah, he's like, you know what he's doing? You know, this guy, this guy's a bad person. He harasses women. He's a five percent tipper. <laughs> But they did that movie together, and then they ended up, uh, and then they ended up reminiscing about it later. Because uh, I, you know, I'm not the only one that thought that that movie sucked. Mm. After no. after the film wrapped, they literally knew how bad it was. They, they got did. into a fight about it. Yeah, and uh, this is uh, this is how that that fight went. Fred, May, and W.C. are sitting in a room with the film crew discussing the making of the movie Swingin' in the City. I don't think the script is right. We need to make some changes. What are you talking about? The script is fine. We don't need to change anything. I agree with May. There are some parts that could be better. You two are always ganging up on me. I'm sick of it. I'm out of here. W.C. Fields storms out of the room in anger, leaving May and Fred alone. Don't mind him. He's just stubborn. 
You know, Fred, I think you're an amazing dancer. I don't know if I've ever seen anyone move quite like you. Thank you, mate. That means a lot coming from you. You're no slouch yourself. Your confidence and charm are second to none. Well, aren't you just the sweetest thing? You know, I've always had a bit of a crush on you, Fred. Is that so? I must say, the feeling is mutual. Perhaps we could grab a drink after we finish shooting today. I'd like that very much. May and Fred exchange a flirtatious smile as they walk out of the room together, leaving their argument with W.C. Fields behind. So that's what happened before before they did this album cover. So Mae West and Fred Astaire already have history. They filmed a movie together. They did. And then they had sexual relations with each other. Oh, they had a drink. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) One drink with Mae West. So like who would who would Fred Astaire be today? If we were making the album cover today, who would be Fred Astaire? Mmm. That's tricky. I wanna say Justin Timberlake. Is Justin Timberlake a good dancer? Or is he just a, is he a good dancer? Is, good is he? Dancer. Yeah. Oh yeah, you can kinda of do some Michael Jackson moves, huh? Is that what he's known for, though? Fred Astaire was more known for dancing than singing. This is true. What about Terry Crews? Terry, well, Terry Crews is... He's a dancer? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Break dancer. Hmm. Like a prolific break dancer. They don't have to look the same. No. Terry Crews would take up like three rows. Well, there's, a, there's plenty of room between Poe and him. Yeah, for one of his pecs, maybe. <laughs> I'm, I'm picturing him like actually covering the, uh, like an extra, and also have like an oversized picture of him, like just make him even extra large. I, what, what yeah. <laughs> And and it kind of cuts off like right above his eyebrows, <laughs> just a face, like where it says stereo. Like that would be cut. What if we just have Terry Crews, uh, between Fred Astaire and Edgar Allan Poe? That's where it starts, and then it ends right before Hunts Hall. <laughs> yep. Can we do that? Mm-hmm. And his head goes like into the yellow where it says stereo. So that yeah. you get, but it's got to be a shirtless picture, of Terry Crews. Okay. Yeah, that's good. That is good. All right, and then who does Fred Astaire? Who? <laughs> we just leave Fred Astaire. <laughs> we keep confusing him with Sinatra. Yeah, he does look like Sinatra. Put an actual picture of Sinatra there. Okay. Yeah. We'll just put a picture of Frank Sinatra <laughs> in the seventies. Where Fred Astaire is. Yeah. All right. Facing the same direction. Like and then as close as the same picture as you can get. And then Terry Crews, his face is pretty much centered 
above Chomsky or whoever you said that guy was. Um, Merkin. Yeah. Merkin's hat there. Um, th- th- that's where his, his chin would start. Yeah. <laughs> or so, yeah. Who would uh, replace Merkin? Um, well, Merkin is a wig that you use to cover your genitals that makes it look like you have pubic hair when you actually don't, right? You lost me. It sounds like something I've heard of. is like a wig for your, for your genitals. But it's fake. It's like fake pubic hair. So if we're thinking about people who are known for their last name being silly, uh, there's a lot of people. Cox. Courtney Cox. (laughs) It's quite a stretch. That's a funny name. Merkin. uh, Was a painter also. He was a painter. Uh, Lisa Frank. Lisa Frank. How about that? But how about just one of Lisa Frank's little tigers? How about we just replace Merkin with one of Lisa Frank's little tigers? Lisa Frank's a funny name, too. <laughs> it's two first names. It is. <laughs> also, Frank means uh, hot dog. Which can be... A wiener. Yeah. Yep. Um, and what are Merkins for? They so, cover your wiener. So Lisa Frank or one of the tigers? Because she, she had dolphins, too. She had a whole bunch of different kind of animals. It's one of the cute little tiger faces. One of the cute little baby white Siberian yeah. tigers. Yep. <laughs> and that is going to go right over. And then that lady will be so happy that's right next to where Merkin used to be. Because if you're a pretty lady from the 1920s, get your covers out. If you're a pretty lady from the 1920s, you're looking at her. What would you rather stand next to, a guy with a weird hat that he never took the tag off of, or an adorable baby tiger that's not even a real tiger? I know what I would pick. I pick tiger every time. Right. I just want a Lisa Frank like filter over the whole thing. Just turn them all into baby animals. Everyone on the Sgt. Pepper cover can just be a baby animal. No, it's Frank Sinatra. Sinatra next to the the little baby tiger. Yeah, Sinatra. Shadowed by a giant Terry Crews. Yes. Terry Crews is dead center right next to the O in stereo. That's where Terry Crews' face is. Mm-hmm. And his each one of his pecs is like to the left and right hand side of where Richard Merkin used to be. And then his arms come down between like Hunts Hall and Edgar Allan Poe, almost like he's wrapping his arms around those three people in the middle. Kind of like um, the genius Phil Collins has his arms wrapped around um, Oprah and Jimmy Page all the way on the left. Yeah. Yep. It's really starting to take shape. I'm, I can really picture it. I can see it. And then Bob Dylan's just looking. He's just like breaking the fourth wall because he sees how stupid all of this is. <laughs> like, he, he also sees it coming for him, If you zoomed in on too. Bob Dylan right now, 
just you know what everyone get your covers out mm-hmm. and just move your up. face closer to Bob Dylan and pretend that you're zooming in on Bob Dylan how exasperated does he look right now you can almost hear the want was you can hear the end music from Curb Your Enthusiasm <laughs> yeah Tune in next week when we talk about um, Alberto Vargas, which is not who that that pretty girl is, but that pretty girl was painted by Alberto Vargas. Um, He painted a lot of girls that look like that, and they were just kind of known as the Vargas girl. Uh, But we'll go into him a little bit. Leo Gorsi, who also is not there. So next episode's going to be... Um, still get your records back from the dry cleaners in time um, so you can follow along. But the people that we're talking about are not actually going to be on there. You can't see their faces. Sounds good to me.